Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. had no relationship with him. And it wasn't until some years later that that all kind of came together for me. I understood the difference between knowing about God and knowing God, knowing about Jesus Christ and knowing Jesus. Apparently there were a lot of Jewish people in the time when this was written who had come to believe that Jesus was actually the one anointed of God, the the Messiah, that's what it means, the Christ, it's a Greek word but they'd not met him. There's a big difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Today, Pastor Robert talks about this difference. We can know about God in Jesus, but that does not change our lives or have an impact on our eternal future. It is when you know Jesus and have a relationship with him that everything changes. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with part one of today's message from the book of Hebrews, chapter one. His love is the main thing. You know, I'm really excited about this book of Hebrews. Uh, I'm a little bit intimidated too. This is not the first time I've taught it, but it's one of those that, you know, I always think about something that the former pastor of Key Biscayne Presbyterian Church said years ago, somebody was talking about the fact that, you know, younger, younger preacher talking about still getting nervous when he taught the Bible, and, and uh, at least I think I'm getting the story right. Steve Brown said, you know, if you ever reach the point where you're not nervous about teaching the Word of God, stop teaching it. Because this is, it's a big deal. When you undertake to, to present God's message, that's a big deal, or it should be a big deal. You know, it should be something you take seriously, that should be something that, that one approaches with just a little bit of awe and a few butterflies, if that makes sense. Because it's important to him. And, you know, it, 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 um, I remember the first time I read in the Scriptures where he, he said concerning the Old Testament prophets, you know, if a, if a prophet claims to be speaking for me and predicting something that will happen and, and then it doesn't happen, kill him? Really? Stone him to death? Yes, because he has claimed to speak my message when in fact... It was not my message. That lets us know how important it is to God that his message is communicated correctly, clearly, not misrepresented. It's a big deal. For the next few months, probably, we're going to be going through this letter to the Hebrews. And pray for me. I'm going to be spending a good bit of time in prayer because there's just so much in this book. It's a fascinating 
um, letter, the letter to the Hebrews, written 2,000 years ago to a group of Jewish followers of Jesus. And as one commentator worded it, it it's not just a generic thing, just written to everybody who's Jewish out there. It's, he, he points out that he actually writes to some specific people groups within the Hebrew family. He said he, he clearly directs his comments at, at one point to those who know the Lord Jesus. You know, they've, they've come to understand this is our Messiah. This is the Son of God. This is, this is God's expression to us. You know, he's, he, he's come in the flesh. And, but then he also writes to a group that it, it would seem they have come to acknowledge Jesus as Messiah, but they don't know him. And, and see, that's, that's, a, that's a distinct possibility. That's something that a lot of times I've realized that many people who call themselves Christians kind of fall into that same category. Here's what I mean by that. They acknowledge Jesus, you know, as, as I once did, without ever having met him. I grew up going to church. I, I knew a lot about Jesus. I remember when my tax accountant, I've told you this story before, my tax accountant was doing my taxes, and, and she came to the part about charitable contributions. You know, do you have any charitable contributions? I said, what is that? And she said, like tithes and offerings, son. Don't you go to church? And I said, no. And she said, why not? And I couldn't answer that question. Because I grew up going to church and I believed in God and I believed Jesus is his son and that he was crucified and, you know, paid for my sins. And, and I believed the doctrines, the things that I had been taught, but I had never met Jesus. I, I, I didn't know him had no relationship with him. And it wasn't until some years later that that all kind of came together for me. I understood the difference between knowing about God and knowing God, knowing about Jesus Christ and knowing Jesus. Apparently, there were a lot of Jewish people in the time when this was written who had come to believe that Jesus was actually the one anointed of God, the, the Messiah, that's what it means, the Christ, it's a Greek word, but they'd not met him. They didn't know him. They didn't have a relationship with him. They didn't, they didn't believe that, that he's the son of God. Messiah, yes. God in the flesh, no. You know, that's kind of what Islam believes about Jesus. You find different groups that will say, you know, we believe in Jesus. I, I'll never forget an Egyptian flight attendant. This was long before I met my wife, just so everybody knows. An Egyptian <laughs> flight attendant. Was she, she was like, I, I don't get the big deal. You know, we Muslims believe in Jesus. We believe in the Virgin Mary. We just don't understand the big deal about the cross. It's an interesting conversation. But her perspective, we believe in Jesus. Well, see, they believe that Jesus was a great prophet, but he's dead now. There, there are some who call themselves Christians who believe in Jesus, but they don't believe he's the Son of God. They don't believe he's alive right now. Do you understand? It's a different Jesus. They've made up a different one. They made one up who's still dead. He's not God in the flesh. He's a great teacher and wonderful philosopher, and we can learn a lot from his writings. That's, that's not the Jesus 
of the Bible. That's not the Jesus revealed in this book of Hebrews, by the way. See, the, the incredible thing about the book of Hebrews is that it's, the whole focus is on revealing Jesus. Jesus, that's the focus of the book. Who is he? What has he done? What will he do? Why does it matter to us? And right off the bat, it starts off with a powerful opening statement. Read it with me. Hebrews 1.1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. Now, we're going to stop right there today. The book starts with two. The letter starts with, with two big assumptions. Now, let me just address the, the thing, you know, because people discuss who wrote this. Well, God wrote it. God wrote it. That, that's a short answer. This is, this is a message from the Holy Spirit to us by way of a group of Jewish believers who actually received it in written form 2,000 years ago. But do you understand? We don't know. Who was the human instrument? We don't know. doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, you shouldn't be really too concerned about which pen you used to write a note to your grandmother. You know, just write the note to grandma. You with me? God, he, he used somebody. And apparently, if, you know, if he had wanted us to know for sure, he, he would have made sure that we know. We don't know. We just let it go. But the book begins with a couple of big assumptions. First, it assumes you believe in God. It assumes that you believe in God. I mean, I, the opening word, God, who in time past, you know, he spoke in various ways, you know. God. It assumes you believe in God. Not everybody does, but this book kind of assumes that you do. Second thing it assumes is that he communicates with us. You know, he's not a rock. The book of Hebrews contains a unique passage that is many times referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives us a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result, or with having each step laid out for them. It wasn't easy, and these icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. God used them, though, to accomplish great things in their time, and to set in motion pockets of kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. Did you know that you too can be counted in God's Hall of Faith? Today, you can choose to place Jesus first in your life. Even if you don't know where the road is leading, faith isn't easy. But Jesus is the greatest guide. 
We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today, and we'd like to tell you how you can listen to more of Pastor Robert's messages. Here's Tracy to share how you can subscribe to our podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. And thank you for listening to today's edition of Main Thing Radio.